Hello, and welcome to the New Beginnings Discipleship Ministry Podcast. Here, we share the Word of God for all people to understand that they are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. A desire is for everyone to not just know what their purpose is, but to live it out. We believe we are designed to live out a kingdom lifestyle that aligns to the kingdom of God and the word of God. Now go ahead and grab something to write with, make room wherever you are at, and prepare your heart, mind, and soul for another amazing word from God. Here we go. We, uh, many of us are at different levels of, of our faith walk and our, our uh, knowledge of the word and that, but God can use each and every one of us. And it doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are, whether you're white, black. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And he wants to use each and every one of us. The question is, are we willing to step out of our comfort zone? Are we willing to step out of our comfort zone? Are we going to do something for the Lord? Because he's certainly done it for us. Okay? And he's doing it in you. He wants to do something through you. <laughs> so um, I don't know if everybody wants to uh, stand up here the whole time or if you want to find a chair over here on the side we can have one or two stand up here and, and sounds good Bridget Brinley you want to stay or go ahead So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask each one to um, share their name, what church they're from, what town they're from, and uh, a little bit about what God done in them, in them this, uh, through, the, through the, the training, through the, the week's mission trip, um, whatever's laid on their heart. So I'm Bridget. <laughs> um, uh, Bridget Learhoff. Um, I don't remember what I'm all supposed to say. We're from Perry. Um, we don't go to church here, but we attend a church in Perry called Crossroads. Um, but I, it's our family. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like it. It started way back, like when Nathan started going to Tijuana, and he, my husband has been there, I don't know how many times, like six times or four times, um, and he would go for years, and he would always come back and say, oh, you got to go, you really need to go, and I'm like, I have babies, like, I, it's not my time, like, you know, like making up excuses, and so um, life circumstances what? happen. <laughs> I, I really, I feel like God's timing was perfect for me in my life. So I praise him for that. Um, and so I, I got my opportunity to go for the first time last year. And it just, it just changed my life. Amen. Amen. I feel like God was working in my life up until that point, And then it was just like a springboard that just blast me off into outer space, like, beyond anything I had ever dreamed would, I, I don't know, I, God has such good plans that we have no idea, and he showed that to me through my life, and that's not why we go, we go down there to serve, you know, but I, that's the one thing that I kept, like, coming back to is how much he changes us, how much he works in us, and how much he grows us, and yes, the trainings, and I've been taking, so after the last year, I went, um, started taking ALM training class with, um, I'm so sorry, Stephanie, yes, (laughs) oh my gosh, um, yes, um, and I was so, I've learned so much through that and through our trainings as a team. And yes, I, I, we started sharing and serving through the food pantry. Um, and that's been a blessing and it has helped my kids grow. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, as far as like, uh, yeah, in Tijuana this year, I knew it was going to be different, but I didn't know how exactly. And it was really sad when you guys couldn't come. And I think as a team, we were all kind of like, oh, you know, like, 
But God has a plan. And not that we want your circumstances to have happened like that, but he used it and he grew all of us through this week in ways that we had not been anticipating. And I am so thankful for that. And I thank you to God. Um, I just, it, it, it really, yeah, just when you take the first step of what he's calling you to do, even if it's scary, he will reward you. He will follow through with that. He did with me. I've, I'd never laid hands on anybody and prayed for them like, like that. And I don't even know how that happened. We started praying the first day for, for the members of the team that we're going to share that day. And I happened to have brought anointing oil <laughs> because I had been anointing my house for different reasons. Um, and yeah, it just, it was awesome. I, I've never experienced the Holy Spirit come in and and go out through me yeah in this I just that's you hear about it but you're like like that's my doubt that I battle you know but I God's delivered me from so much this week as well Um, and over time it doesn't it didn't happen overnight for me he's delivered me from fear hallelujah He's delivered me from anxiety. Hallelujah. He's delivered me from doubt. Amen. And from resentment was the last one. (laughs) I had had some help with that. (laughs) It's glory be to God. I'm so thankful. It will, if you decide to do something like this, it will change you in ways that you can't imagine. In good ways. (laughs) Because the plans for us, his plans for us are good. Not to harm us. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything else that I wanted to say. This is my daughter, Brinley. <laughs> and this is my mom, Bridget. And um, I, I was just watching my mom um, down in Tijuana, and I, I've never seen her like this before. And, and it, I, I, I got to say, it kind of scared me. <laughs> and um, they say that I have grown a lot, but... And I've watched my mom grow, too. And, and she's like blooming like a flower. <laughs> and uh, I, I forgot my paper. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know how to keep this on track, but. Uh, I just want to say that I, it was very touching. It's very touching to watch your baby girl go and pray for people that she doesn't know that don't even speak the same language and you know for that you that was a big step for you so i'm very proud of you so brandley can i ask um you when you stepped up at the women's rehab a little scary right yeah yeah that's but yet god used you in a powerful way he used you in an amazing way. Well, can you share anything about that experience? Yeah, by the end, half the people were crying. <laughs> but um, I, I shared my testimony that was on the paper. And um, when we went to the, the women's retreat, um, one of the... Prophet yes. She, she said that I had a lot of unforgiveness toward my father. And on the way home, we were like, which one? <laughs> but it turned out it was both of them. <laughs> and so um, I, that's a work in progress. But Amen. And so 
one day the ugly truth came out and I wrote a poem and it it was impacting <laughs> and uh, and then the that was also my testimony the year 2021 like practically most of the old people that I knew died <laughs> um, including my best friend that was in the nursing home and my great-grandma whom I watched died in the in the hospital room and that was really hard and then my grandpa But they they give he, he gives us our testimony and our hardship, um, and it it is a way to impact people and to like right. sprout their seed. Amen. And that young lady certainly found her voice on this trip. She's done an amazing job. Everywhere we went, she was a true soldier. Amen. Thank you, Brindley. Nancy? I'm Nancy Heck. Um, my husband, Dave, and I, I live in Homer, Nebraska. And um, we go to church at Sioux City, Iowa, in our Morningside Lutheran Church. And my husband Dave and I did prison ministry with George and Terry for years and years and years and years, Brothers in Blue. And that's where we met George and Terry. And they've always, in the prison, they use Tijuana trip as their, part of their testimonies. And so we've always known about the trip. And they wanted us to go. Dave's still working, so I can't. But I just retired from teaching for 44 years. And, and Terry said, as soon as she found out that I was retiring, she said, you're going to Tijuana. <laughs> so this was my first year. And I hope to go next year. And I would love to have my husband join me. Um, I do want to share scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And there were a lot of things that tried to keep me from coming to Tijuana, um, many, many, many things, especially that week before. And then when we got down there, I was taking my suitcase up the stairs and my suitcase fell and I fell on top of it and twisted my ankle pretty badly. Jody wrapped it for me and I had ice put on it. I had a hard time walking the first couple of days. But God used that because on Thursday when we were at the revival service at Pastor Rolando's, um, after the service, we were praying for some of the people that work there. And Bridget had prayed for a lady. And after she was done, I said, you need to pray for her ankle. Because I noticed when she walked up, she was limping. And I probably wouldn't have noticed that if I wouldn't have had trouble with my ankle. And it turned out she had a tumor in her foot. So it wasn't ankle, but it was foot, and she had a tumor, and she definitely needed prayer. Thank you, Lord. So God definitely used that, because I wouldn't have noticed otherwise. And um, also, I wanted to mention, I don't know if the twins will mention it, but um, when we were at Pastor Abelino's, his wife, um, Mireya, mm -hmm. had been very, very sick. And when she heard the twins were coming, she perked up. She has twins. Um, I don't remember how old they are. Like 10, I think. 10. And she has been praying to God if she does not live to see her twins grown. She's been praying that she has a sign that what the twins will do when they grow up. Thank you, Lord. And when she met Karen and Sharon, she knew without a doubt 
that her twins would be serving the Lord when they grow up. Just like Karen and Sharon. So that was another thing that God used that, you know, we never even dreamed of when we went down there. But it was just amazing. Um, I had people pray for me because I have worn a mask almost all my life. And The Holy. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, I've never, I mean, I've seen people fall out. I've never, <laughs> never really knew what to think, but um, George and, and Fernando and, and Bridget and Terry were praying for me in the kitchen at Pointe de Amistad. And, George told me I was trying to keep myself from going back, and George said, "How to go?" <laughs> so I only do what holy does. Uh, yep. <laughs> so first time, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. And I also wanted to thank my team. I, I feel like you guys are family. I did celebrate my birthday while I was down there on February 17th on Friday. <laughs> and it turns out Mexico has a custom that when someone celebrates their birthday, they give you a piece of, well, I had a piece of cheesecake, and they take your fork away so you can't eat it. But they say, take a bite, is that what it means? And they chant this, and then you have to take a bite of your cake, and while you're doing that, they push your head. <laughs> so I was our driver, Armando, he's also one of our translators, his wife, Amalia, when I watched the video, I didn't know this, but she was trying to keep Armando from doing it, and Fernando came up. <laughs> But yes, because my testimony when I was a kid, very, very young, my dad told me I was a mistake and I was, wasn't supposed to be born. I wasn't supposed to be here. I would never amount to anything. I was never, I shouldn't be on earth. So my team made me feel so special. But God. I will always wear my bracelet because I was born on purpose. I am not a mistake. I was born for purpose and with a purpose. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. How about Miss Jody? I just want, I had another praise report because my husband's down in Mexico right now with our, my other son Landon. Um, and after we prayed for Maria, said she's been doing so much better. She can walk around. She's active and energetic. And they were jumping up. They were so thankful. And we question whether God can heal, right? Right? Thank you, Jesus. Through us, yeah. We, we were the ones that he sent. In Jesus' name. Jody, Jody, She is strong. Oh boy. Hi, I'm Jody, and I go to In His Light Ministries with uh, Fernando. And I started volunteering at the food pantry in, right during COVID in April of 2000. 2020 and this is my second year going um, I went the first time in 2021 and I did not get to go last year um, about a year ago exactly a year ago I was in the hospital and 
I am just so amazed at how God just, how he works and how he just brings everything. Like he doesn't waste anything. Um, and like Nancy said, um, one of the scriptures I wanted to share was Romans 8.28. Um, because of all the stuff that, you know, after I was out of the hospital, there was just one thing after another health-wise that happened. And I was able to help her with her ankle by wrapping her legs, and there was a little boy at Pastor Abelino's feeding kitchen that came up to me. Oh, boy. He came up to me, and he just tapped me. I was facing. He came up behind me. He tapped me on my back, and I turned around, and he held out his hand, and it was burnt. And it was, it was bad, and I did, didn't, I kind of panicked at first, and I just grabbed Fernando, but then I, we had taken medical stuff to their, because they're building a medical center, and so I was able to go get the stuff and wrap his, wrap his hand. It was a little rough because it was a tiny little hand, but I'm just amazed at how God uses all of our, everything we go through to, you know, to glorify him, and I just, I'm just, I don't even know. I'm speechless, kind of. You had, um, you had to do a lot of wraps on your legs and I stuff did. yourself. I did, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. then that gave her experience on, on what God sent her, mm -hmm. I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was, I was so excited to be able to go this year. Um, and I'm like shaking. I'm so excited and nervous and just mainly excited, though. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Sorry, I lost my place. Um, I think the coolest thing was, well, I shared my testimony again at the women's rehab, which was, which was cool, but teaching the kids. Um, so at when the first Chosen Children's Home that we went to, I, um, we did a rainbow craft, and I taught them about the promises of God. And we used these little foam stickers. <clears throat> that I'd gotten on Amazon, and it was a mess, and the kids had a blast, but then while they were doing it, I asked if anybody wanted to share promises that God had kept in their lives, and so they hollered, you know, like, God never leaves us, God's always there, we don't have to be afraid, and it blew my mind when this little girl said, God will never use water to destroy, I can't remember, the earth, yeah, and I was just blown away, because she's so young, and she just was so boldly shared the word, and I just thought that was cool. But then at the, at Pastor Rolando's, um, there was, we had these crosses that we had brought um, to decorate, and it wasn't even supposed to be, Bridget was supposed to do it, or that was what we had talked about, and, but she was inside ministering um, to the adults, and so I took, we had a ton of leftover stickers, and I took those, and I talked to them about, giving everything over to God, laying it at the cross. So we took these stickers, and I, I kind of did one as an example, and I, because um, I've struggled with, as I'm shaking, kind of see I'm, um, you know, battling fear, but that's what I'm still working on, but I'm doing it afraid. <laughs> um, so I said, this is my fear and my anxiety, and as I was saying that, I stuck a sticker to it, and then I asked if any of them wanted to share what they were putting on. And yeah. These kids, Jesus. they were, most of it was fear and sadness because they're scared and they're sad all the time. <clears throat> and it broke my heart, but at the same time, again, on the lines of God doesn't waste anything. That's right. I was you know, sharing what I had gone through, they were able to, um, to give that over to God and lay that at the cross. And I just think it's just amazing how God doesn't, doesn't waste any, you know, he, he, if you let him, he will, he will use, use everything that you've gone through. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just, Yes, and then, oh yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> so this one, these three kids came up to me and Michelle after we did the craft, and um, two of the little kids um, wanted prayer because their mom's boyfriend was really abusive. He's on drugs and 
um, really abusive to him and his, to the kids and their mom. And they wanted prayer and I, it was just, and then their mom at the same time was outside giving her life to Christ. And Michelle and I were inside praying for the, praying for these kids and it's just, yeah, I'm just amazed. <laughs> so in any of the teachings when you guys were with the, at the children, Chosen Children's Home or um, the revival service and that, when you were working with the children, did any of them give their life to the Lord? Yes. There was one, yeah, one little girl, the very first girl that asked for Michelle and I to pray there you go. for them. And I had never prayed aside from my dad. Which that was part of my testimony at the women's re- the women's rehab center. Um, I talked to them about how important forgiveness is. And then my dad, before he passed away, he was in a coma, and I held his hand in the hospital, and I prayed about salvation, and he squeezed my hand. And he'd been in a coma, and then he he actually ended up waking up and coming home for two weeks, where we got to spend time talking, and you know a lot of healing happened and forgiveness. And so that was the only other time I'd ever prayed. For anybody Thank you, Lord. specifically about their salvation so I that was cool Amen. so the power lies within you as well <laughs> yeah. right yeah and you know and that's something I've always struggled with is is finding my purpose and and I just think that so our in his lights five-year anniversary is next next week and I hadn't been going to church for like nine months and I went to the first service and I was just planning on just being polite and not coming back. <laughs> like, I wasn't ready to, to go back to church. But then I went back on the fourth service, and Pastor Cam's message was titled, On Purpose for a Purpose. Yeah, and then, you know, I started volunteering at the food pantry and going to Bible study. And, um, you know, you guys say um, you were born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. And yeah. I just, you know, God just, Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, let me ask you this way. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you were being uh, attacked uh, before you shared? Yes, yes. So (laughs) leading up to it, I wasn't, leading up to when we left, I wasn't really feeling a lot of, you know, Satan always, you know, we always go through stuff right before we leave. And up until the day we left, I hadn't really experienced a lot of that, but... I woke up the day we left in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, where's my passport? So I looked. I couldn't find the passport. This is the morning we're leaving, and I I still haven't found it, but I was a wreck. I was going through my house searching for it, and I couldn't find it, and I was texting Terry. I was like, Terry, I don't know what to do. I can't find my passport. So she calls me, and she's like, just breathe, (laughs) because I was was a mess. and you hadn't experienced the anxiety like that for quite some time. Oh, gosh, right? since I... Since Apostle was, had prayed with you two years ago, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, well, two years ago when I went, I... So all of my life, I had really bad nightmares. <laughs> From the time I was seven years old until I went to Tijuana in 2021. An apostle was my roommate, and I had a nightmare the first night, and I woke her up, and she prayed over me the first, second, third night, and I didn't have another nightmare until the first night we were in Tijuana this, just a week ago. And all I can remember from the nightmare is I saw a shadow, and I heard myself say, shut up, you're a liar. <laughs> and... And apparently I, I hollered at Barb in my sleep because she was my roommate. And Barb, <laughs> Barb yelled, get out of here. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the second night I had a nightmare and I hollered for Barb again. The same thing happened. And that morning was when I was supposed to speak at the women's rehab. So I was like, okay. And then Ms. Terry talked to me that morning and, you know, kind of coached me through it because I was about ready to say, nope, I can't, I can't do this, you know, um, but I did it. <laughs> and the coolest part about that was I was done speaking and I sat down, everybody else went, and then 
something told me, you're not done, you have more to say. So I got back up and I talked and I got a little nervous and my brother Fernando was interpreting for me and he just kind of tapped me on my arm and I just put my paper aside and I just spoke from the heart. And it was very powerful and yeah, so God is good and I'm just so excited and I can't wait to go again. Amen. Amen. So, uh, for anybody that's been part of any ministry and, and allowing the Lord to use them, um, quite frequently you will, you will find that um, Satan's not happy about it. And uh, I kind of relate it to, to a basketball star in a basketball game where if the, if the point guard is out there throwing up threes and he's missing them, and not making hardly any, then um, no one's really going to waste time to defend that person. But if you're out there doing something for the Lord and Satan don't want you to do it, he's going to try to find a way, try to find a way to trip you up. And I know personally I've had family speak, uh, basically speak death over me going, well, why would you do that? It's so dangerous there. We get there and it ain't any more dangerous than Des Moines. I mean, it's just not. I mean, can things happen? Absolutely. But they can happen right here. I could walk out that door and something could happen. We don't know what God's plan is. But I do know is that my story has been wrote from the beginning to the end. And nothing anybody can do can shorten that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I just want you guys to, as you think about what we've experienced and and whether it's something you want to be a part of um you're going to you're going to encounter opposition but nothing is greater than our god so i know we each one on this team has experienced challenges the last minute jody she couldn't find her passport we happened to call her up talk to her stopped over gave her a hug called the the directors at the base they said as long as she has it, as long as it's, it's uh, we have the uh, a photocopy, a colored photocopy that they won't know when she goes in because we're in the vans anyway. And they can't keep her from coming out of Mexico because she's an American citizen. So as long as she's had that and the identification, I mean, she's going to have to get it. You know that. And and I don't try it without it. But but. So get your passports if you want to go. Even if you're thinking about going, get them early. Charlie experienced that as well. He can, he'll share his story a, a year ago about the opposition he exposed or experienced. But Satan will use whatever he can. And, and like Nancy said, she got to the base and still was trying to trip her up. Still trying to stop her, you know. And, and glory to God that it didn't happen that way. Yep, Fernando. Fernando, Nando. Good afternoon, family. Good afternoon. Or should I say buenas tardes? Buenas tardes. First and foremost, uh, my name is Fernando Noriega, and uh, let me tell you, it's an honor and a privilege to be among you guys. I always say this because I really mean it. If you hear me in our meetings saying this, it's because I really mean it. It is an honor and a privilege to be among you guys because you are uh, the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what church you go to. Hallelujah. And you're my brother and you're my sister. Amen. Especially you, Charlie. <laughs> no, I talk about Charlie because he was... I'll get to her in a minute. Um, first and foremost, uh, on behalf, of, I would go to In His Light Ministries, as uh, my sister Jody was saying. Oh, there she is. Uh, first and foremost, on behalf of In His Light Ministries, I'm pretty sure you heard this already from my pastors, but I wanted to share my sincere condolences to both of you. And we mourn with you guys. But we rejoice with you guys. Hallelujah. We rejoice because we know where they are. That's right. We rejoice because they are with the Lord in the Amen. presence of God. 
alongside, I know that my dad is up there too. Hallelujah. My dad died uh, almost a little over a year ago as well. So it's tough. But nothing is impossible for those who believe. Amen. We love you guys. Condolences from, from my wife. My wife, unfortunately, couldn't be here because uh, our daughter has uh, volleyball tournaments on Sundays. Go figure. Uh, but she needed to be there, so she uh, sent her condolences to both of you. And, and, and she wanted me to tell you how much she appreciates both of you and loves both of you. So she sends a hug. We love her too. We love her too. Amen. And you know, I love you, sister. I love you, and, and I have a lot of respect for you. You too. <laughs> Troublemaker. A year ago, we're not sure who's, who was instigating who, whether it was Fernando or Angie, but there was a little rivalry there. I played the fifth. I learned that law here in the United States. I played the fifth. It doesn't exist in Mexico. You're either guilty or you're guilty. <laughs> Anyways. As an evangelist, as the heart of an evangelist, there's nothing, absolutely nothing, more gratifying in his heart to see people come to Christ. Amen. And... To God be all the glory and the honor, we have the opportunity to lead 40-plus people to Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. 40-plus. Recorded in heaven. Yes. Hallelujah. And I want to I speak specifically about a gentleman who, from the moment I saw, God led me to give him a hug and pray for him. Uh, our first day feeling the homeless, his name is Mario. This gentleman was dressed as a woman, wearing makeup. I was translating for different of my brothers and sisters and my, to my Surprised, my wife stepped up right next to me and she started, draw, he, she draw the line and, and she shared and, and she, she you know, and, and it says, basically challenged the people, the homeless people that were listening to us to come to Christ, to make a decision. My God. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> a year of training, y'all don't, woo. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. Thank you. My God. Yes. yes. Let me tell you something, men. In my country, you were raised to believe that if you're a man, you don't cry. Because that's a sign of weakness. I don't care. Hallelujah. That's what the culture teaches you. But just remember, one of the shortest verses on the Bible, Jesus wept. When Jesus came to my life at the age of 18 in my hometown, I couldn't stop crying. My God. I didn't care. God set me free. I don't know who needs to hear this right now. That's why I'm speaking this. I'm saying this right now to you, men. Because God is speaking to your heart at this moment. You can be vulnerable in his presence. Amen. Because you need to learn to depend on him. Oh, okay. 
I got to put that preacher behind me. Anyways, my wife was right next to me, which happens to be a dream come true for me, to be able to work alongside my wife. It is just I'm beyond. And then a beautiful thing to watch and be part of. <laughs> well, my wife's beautiful. I don't know about this side, but just kidding. Speak life. <laughs> Going back to uh, translating for my wife, she made an altar call and draw a line. It says, basically says, who, what decision are you going to make? This decision right now that you're making, it's so important. A lot of people came forward. And among this group was Mario, gentleman that I was telling you about. He was crying, wearing makeup. We made the prayer, the sinner's prayer. They confessed Christ. And I felt the Lord in my heart telling me, go get him. Go get Mario. Go, go pray for him. Now, I have spoken and talked to many other people that practice homosexuality before. I do not care what people think of me. I really don't. My only concern with me talking, and, and also the Lord was laying on my heart to, to hug him, okay? To hug him. My concern was about him. Obviously, he likes men. And my concern was like, I don't want him to think anything wrong other than God is leading me to do this. That was my only concern. So I grabbed him by the arm and I said, are you okay? He's a man, a guy that don't really speak much. He just nodded saying yes. And I said, can I pray for you? He said, yes. I started praying for you. I started praying for him. Put my arm in his shoulder and I started speaking life. Speaking life over his spirit. Speaking life over his ears. And the Lord start, started to download me things that he went through. Abusive, abusive uh, uh, environment. He's been uh, spit on and, and mistreated and uh, beat up. And then the Lord put in my heart, now is the moment. Now is the moment. So I got... I, I hug him, and I got closer to him, and I started whispering in his ear, you are who the Lord says you are. You are who Jesus says you are. Hallelujah. I speak life over your spirit in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what people think about you. It matters what God thinks about you. Hallelujah. And he started bawling and crying and crying and crying. I don't know how long we were, I was embracing him for, but I was speaking life and praying for him. And at the end, well, I let him go, you know, and I was making sure he's fine, wipe his tears from his eyes and, and, uh, told him that the Lord loves him and uh, asked him if he has a Bible. He said, no. We gave him a Bible. Towards the end, when we packed everything up back into the van, we were heading out. We were living, living the, the area, the parking lot where we are. And I glance. I glance over the window and I saw him sit down, grab his backpack open, Open his backpack, pull up his Bible, and start reading it. My God. My God. Thank you, I God. believe, I believe that he is a changed man. Yes, I believe that he has a purpose and a oh, destiny for that man. I believe that he's going to be a firecracker. I believe that he's going to be on fire Thank for you. Jesus. I believe he has been set free. 
In the name of Jesus. As my brother George said, this is a dream come true for me, my brothers and sisters. When I came to the United States back in 2000, I never prayed, never ever prayed and asked God to help me to go back to my country as a missionary. Being from the city that I am that is like borderline from El Paso, Texas, I always have a lot of missionaries from this country coming into my hometown, and I help them out in the best way I could. And I always kept that in my heart. I, res I, have, a, I have a lot of respect for missionaries, especially from this country. Why? Because you live in this country, and your life is comfortable compared to people in Mexico. And for you to make a decision to step up and sacrifice your comfort zone and go to places where they don't even speak English or don't speak your language, I recognize that. So I wanted, when I came here, first and foremost, I wanted to meet you. I, I wanted to know the culture. I want to get, I was curious. And I never pray. I never ask the Lord, Lord, I want to go back to my home. Never, never came out of my mouth. But it was in my heart. And God knew. God knew. God knew about it. I uh, heard this gentleman and his beautiful wife over the radio. And as I hear in that testimony how God is using them to go to Tijuana, my heart was pounding. Boom, boom, boom. That, that's what I want. That's exactly why are you here. That's exactly why I have kept you in this country. Because I want to send you back. Well, here I am. This is my second trip. Second trip that I have taken. If you, if you want to clap, if you are going to clap for me, I, I take those clouds. But if you want to clap for the Lord, you had to do better than this. Hallelujah. You got to do better than this. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. He deserves all your best. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Um, I said thank you to your clap. I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I haven't done one of these yet. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um, I'm like Holly Berry on the, on the Oscars. Mm -mm. This is the first. Anyways, you, you, I'll talk to you later. Anyways, it's a joke. Um, <laughs> um, I heard them on the radio. And, and this uh, radio station, obviously, I, you can't see their faces if you're listening on, on your, or your radio. So I went to Facebook, and I can see them, right? Because they have a page, so you can see them. And so every, every, every time they were sharing and, and what God is doing in their lives in Tijuana and, 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 and so forth, my heart is like, it, that's exactly what, what I'm here. I felt that the Lord was telling me, that's why you're here. This is one of the reasons I kept you in this country. This is one of the reasons you never got in trouble with the, with the law. This is one of the reasons, like, whatever. You know? And so God was revealing that to me. I get in, I get in touch with them and the rest of history. We're here. We're here now. And, and, and the, 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 uh, the fact that I have, again, to have the opportunity to do this with my wife is just the icing on the cake. Amen. I, I, I was so stoked, like we said now. We're so gratefully happy to, to be able to do this with my wife, to be, have her right next to me and experience both of us serving the Lord. And, and I'm just amazed by God's power. God moving in, in an amazing way. In an amazing way, he moved like no other. My brothers and sisters, the last thing I'm going to say, I promise, is the last thing. Um, it's the last, last time. The last, the last of the last time. 
She's a preacher too, I mean, <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. No, the last thing I'm going to say, I, I know some of you are not called to go to Tijuana, but there's some of you that you're, you don't know. You're never going to know where God is, wants to lead you if you don't try. I encourage you. I encourage you. I encourage you. Sometimes God will allow things for you, uh, for you, for hap for you to happen, to experience, in order for you to understand. Sometimes you don't need a divine revelation from God, a dream. You just need to experience it on your own, so you can know. So I encourage you. I encourage you, if you're not sure, especially those that are not sure, I encourage you, try this. Give him a try. try. Go with us next year. Yes. Try it. Try it. The twin says, try it. Try it. And God will provide. God will help you. And he will use you. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your time. We love you. So I know that we're getting close on our time here. We may even be a little over, but the one thing that you don't also know, um, some of you do, you've heard, heard me speak about it, but the radio show that Fernando talked about, a big part of my story um, and my coming back to the Lord is uh, surrender and obey and there was a day when I wouldn't surrender anything for anybody for any reason whatsoever and I was pretty set in that um, it didn't make a difference but I also have to obey and we get back from Tijuana I don't know what year it was but just a number of years ago and uh, we barely got our feet underneath of us and and terry's sitting on the on the couch i think at home and gets a phone call and uh i believe it was from you sister and her and lynn was going to be hosting a radio show on monday right and in this radio program they were going to be talking to two different ministries about missions work and I don't remember the other ministry, but I do know it was an international ministry. It was a multi-million, yeah, multi-million dollar setup with, I mean, all kinds of stuff going on. And um, she calls Terry and, and asks Terry if uh, we would be willing to go on the radio and share about Spirit Midwest because the, the one team that they were going to interview, uh, if the weather was bad and they couldn't make it or what, it, what the reason was, but uh, there was this other team that was going was gonna to show up. There were two that they were going to interview two different parts of the show. And uh, the one team says, well, we're not certain if we can make it. And uh, she asked if we'd be willing to. And, and Terry turns to me and she puts it on speakerphone and, and I hear that. And I'm telling you, I don't, know, I don't know why. I love this ministry, guys. I absolutely love Spirit Midwest Ministries. I... I mean, it's it's a part of who we are, and and uh, but for whatever reason, something rose up in me, and I said, absolutely not. And I spun around, and I walked down the hallway, and and to the left is the bedroom. And as I hit the bedroom door, all of a sudden, no, no. Now it wasn't Terry; it was Holy. Holy Spirit was saying, "Hold on a minute." hold on a minute and it's like no absolutely not no I'm figure it out Terry get get you and Donna or whoever figure it out I'm out that ain't you rebellious spirit rose up in me and said no not now huh and like I said, I love this ministry. It's, it fills me in ways that I, did, I couldn't have even, even dreamt of. So the next 18 hours, all that night, I feel Jacob, man, because 
started walking with the hip, you know, and it's like, holy didn't stop. So I woke up that morning. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to like it, and I'm not happy about it, and I'm not grateful for it. Down the hallway I go. Not only is the other team not going to be there, but you're going to be the one that does it. Fine, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right, fine, I'll do it. But I'm not grateful. You're going to be grateful for doing it. Nope, nope. You're going to be grateful. So that was Monday morning, of course, and it's like, well, I'm going to do it. You know, it's like, I'll do it. So I don't, <clears throat> Terry was busy with the grandkids, and so she couldn't go, and it's like, <laughs> okay, guess I'm doing this. Not only did the other team not show up, but we did this. So Apostle Helps is, as always, leads you through a series of questions, but the other ministry um, went first. And so... As, as the other guy is sharing, some of the questions were, well, how did you get started doing this? Well, when I was in college, getting my degree for this, um, this team come in and, and introduced themselves and started talking about missions work. And he said, I just felt led to, to find out more. And so what kind of qualifications? Well, I've got my... BS in this and BA in that and, and master's in this and like what? I skinned through high school on the seat of my pants man it's like millions of dollars in degrees that I can't even describe it's like who might even be here and talk about this and then all of a sudden You be you. Amen. You be you. And all I thought of is my mom. She wore her heart on her sleeve. My heart is an open book. You usually can read it before I even say it. I mean, it, it just is. I, sometimes it needs deliverance. There was some of that going on. But you be you. And through that radio show, we met Brother Fernando. And we've had the opportunity to share in this ministry two years in a row. Um, Pastor Cam and Berta are a huge, huge support. Prayerfully, financially, physically, they'll come and they'll help do... Um, fundraisers with us. They've bought items that we come up short on before. Um, they're offering up some of their people to be able to go with us. And uh, prayerfully, they'll be able to go in the near future as well. So we're, we're praying for that too. So I guess, guys, if it's something God is laying on your heart, if you've ever thought about it and you don't know what it looks like, talk to one of us. Talk to anyone on the team hear their stories, whatever it is. For the rest of the team, we'll have another sharing in a, two or three weeks down the line. We'll, we'll put that out when that's going to be. But this year, we, we were determined to go and go unified, go in unity. We, we trained that way. Uh, Apostle trained us. Um, we require people to be at certain number of meetings whether they're the business meetings, whether they're the, the training sessions. It's not that hard to meet that expectation. We'll do, try to do better with our Zoom connection if we can figure out how to do that for those that are out of town. Um, I know my daughter's even mentioned that she's interested. Hallelujah, Lord. So to be able to do that with family. I had the opportunity uh, once in prison. She joined us in at Fort Dodge Prison, and it was an amazing weekend. So I'm looking forward to my family being a part of this as well. 
Um, guys, we got to push back past all of our fears, all of our doubts, all of our insecurities. Trust in the Lord. If you're calling Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, think about this or think about something else that God is calling you to. You don't have to go to Tijuana to be useful. You don't have to. It starts in our homes and then in our churches and out into the community. And there are plenty of places to get plugged in. Talk to, talk to anybody here. Okay. We want to thank you on today for joining us as we go into the word of God to continue to understand our God-given purpose. If you are wanting more information about New Begin Subship Ministries, please look in our description box for ways to connect with us, whether through our social media outlet or if you're desiring to visit us, whether virtually or in person. We thank you once again. We pray that you have an awesome day and amazing week.